As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome to Land Tracks After Dark. Another week in the books. We're here to talk about it. I'm Justin Sanders. Got my co-host, John Stefanczyk. First of all, John, how are you doing? What's the weather? What's, uh, what's happening in your neck of the woods? We're good. We've got some solid fall weather in the 60s. Going to be in the 60s a couple more days. We'll take what we can get around 60s here. 60s is still livable. Is it, when's yeah. it going to get really cold? When's that happen? Uh, what's your definition of really cold? Mm, I'd say like low 40s. Uh, probably a couple weeks. Yeah, on the horizon. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, it sounds like a good time to be in New Hampshire right now then. Yep. It, yeah. It still, uh, it still feels like summer down here. It's still 80s. Occasionally we'll get into the 70s and that's a cause for celebration, but uh, yep. not too much has changed. Coming up on November, coming up on a lot of stuff. See, we're four games into this weird 10-game SEC season, assuming all 10 games get played. Mm-hmm. We're less than two weeks out from the presidential election. We've already voted here in Texas. I don't know if you guys have early voting where you're at, John. We do, but I plan how we'll vote on election day. My you're, old, you're old school like that. Yep. Uh, let's see what else is going on. The World Series is happening. We were just talking about how apparently no one is watching that, but I do believe the Rays are winning one nothing right now in game two after the Dodgers won last night. So that's exciting. That's just down the road uh, in Arlington here. Uh, did you see you're, you're a Rangers fan, right, John? Are you a Rangers fan? Uh, less and less, sort of. Have you seen, uh, have you seen the Rangers Twitter bio right now? No, I have not. So they changed it. I don't, I assume it's still this. this it was this yesterday or the day before. Or do you want to, ch- why don't you check and, and tell me what it is, if it's still what I think it is. Like the Texas Rangers official Twitter account? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is, this is just sad. If they, if they, if they, 2020 if they World Series host. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm clicking I'm clicking to unfollow right now. Hang hang the banner. 2020 World Series host. Oh, now, now that is something. That's just sad. That's yeah, almost as sad as throw as seven turnovers by one player in a game, yep. which I I can never recall watching. I mean that was it was that it was, was impressive. Crazy. And jumping into the Ole Miss game, the fact that they had turned the ball over six times and had the balls in their had the ball in their hands, and if they had gone down the field, they would have potentially won the game. Was hysterical. It was yeah, no, it right was, on par with what you'd expect from an Ole Miss Arkansas game. It was a bizarre game for sure. Um, we definitely got to talk about it. We got the Auburn game coming up this week to discuss as well. Uh, before we jump into that Old Miss recap, this is, a, a, like John said, a classic Old Miss-Arkansas game. You know we got to break down 
the ridiculousness that ensued. Uh, first, I want to shout out to our sponsor, Bet Online. Uh, as you guys know, Bet Online is uh, the only place for you to go and place all your different sports bets online. Uh, you know, we already talked about the different stuff that's going on right now. Didn't even mention the NFL, but obviously, NCAA football. We got the World Series happening. Uh, NFL will be uh, getting into some college basketball before too long as well. So, um, never a better time to sign up. Um, we might not be at games this year, obviously, but the action is still alive over at Bet Online. Bet Online goes the extra mile to make sure you get on every piece of action imaginable from game spreads and totals, team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. All you got to do, head on over to Bet Online, use our promo code ARMCHAIR, and you're going to get to take advantage of a bunch of great sign up bonuses. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, John. So you kind of you kind of touched on the headline of the game, right? Which is Matt Corral six interceptions and a fumble, um, and th- obviously that is the story. That does tell the story of the game. But the funniest part of all of that is that, as you mentioned, he had four interceptions and a fumble, and the ball with the chance to win the game with two minutes left, uh, and just of course immediately throws a pick six and and, and puts it away. So I think Arkansas. Do they have two pick sixes? Is that right? I believe so. Here's the other kicker. If you had told us the Ole Miss defense would hold Arkansas below 400 yards and force two turnovers before the game, we would have said slam dunk, win, not even a discussion. And they only – what was the final score? They scored 34, I want to say. They only gave up 20 points. Exactly, because the two pick sixes. I mean, the the defense played well. Here's the thing, though. Before we get too far ahead of ourselves, I'm happy the defense looked better. They, they didn't have a ton of rush yards, right, which has been a huge problem. Look at the Kentucky game, et cetera. Uh, and also that Alabama game, Najee Harris went crazy. But at the same time, I think Arkansas looks pretty bad on offense. I mean, Felipe Franks is Felipe Franks still, right? Let's yeah, just they, 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 they specifically missed a – uh, throw on a third down in the fourth quarter. That yeah. they, it, if they guy caught it, walks to first down, would have pretty much put the game away. And also, I think Jalen Jones had a chance to just push a guy out of bounds on that crazy touchdown pass that, that Ole Miss could have potentially won off of that too. So it's not like the Ole Miss defense played lights out, but they made enough plays to win with that offense, you would think. I mean, we went into this game, and of course, this is what always happens. But what I said – Last week was until someone shows they can stop the, the offense, then we'll have to assume that they're just good, right? Well, Arkansas showed it. Barry Odom showed that he yep. could stop the offense. And, and, yes, like corral forced things. Like it wasn't just Odom's defense necessarily, but Odom basically did the same thing he did to Mike Leach where he dropped eight into zone coverage, rushed three down linemen, uh, and really, I, I think Kiffin bears responsibility as well for not forcing the running game with two tight ends when they were dropping eight into coverage. Coaching staff's lack of ability to coach around what I believe – I mean, I think Arkansas ran a very similar zone coverage all game was mm-hmm. uh, probably, frankly, as or more concerning than Corral turning the ball over as much as he did in the game. But Yeah, I mean, maybe Kiffin talked after the game that – Corral should have been checking down to running back. So maybe that's his decision in the moment. But I don't know how you don't just, especially on that last, on that drive, 
where you have plenty of time. It's not like you're under two minutes. I forget. I think it was like three minutes, something like that. You have to go the length of the field to come out and throw an interception 15, 20 yards down the field on the first play. So it's like, why are we calling that? Why are we not trying something else in that situation, given the fact you already had four interceptions? It was windy. You know they're playing that zone coverage. I just I, – I won't be concerned, really, unless we get the same look, which I assume we will in just about every game now, and we do the same dumb stuff. I, I have to hope that Levy and Kiffin are smart enough that all this week they're scheming exactly what they would do in this situation, you know, when Auburn yeah. – he does the same scheme, right? Agree. I mean, it's in, this is pro, I can see a lot of near-term fodder about, oh, my God, they look like a disaster. They should have put Plumlee in. Forget all that shit. What I'm really more curious to see is turn around, you play Auburn at home at noon, you're a dog, but Auburn's a mess right now. It's lost to South Carolina. They could be. They could very well be a team on the precipice of self-destruction, especially if they lose this game. You can, you got them on the brink. I want to see. I mean, if Ole Miss, they if they can turn, if they can basically if they can correct against this coverage, it's a coin flip game at home against Auburn. You got a chance to win something. You beat Auburn. Whole whole narrative flips around. You move forward from there. But yeah, and the other side of this game, right, is they go into the locker room at halftime down twenty to zero, and and they still have a chance to win the, in the final minutes of the game. So, despite all the mistakes, despite all of that, it's it's not like you come out of that. I mean, you come out of that game demoralized if you're Corral because of the interceptions. But I think the rest of the team has to say. Hey, we didn't just get rolled over. When you're down twenty nothing at halftime, it would be pretty easy to end yeah. in a you know a thirty-five to fourteen type final score. And they made it competitive. And they had there was a couple of fun moments. I mean, I think most notably it was that fake punt that Arkansas somehow didn't cover where Momo Sonogo ran yeah, yards down the field on a on a must on a on a fourth down in the fourth quarter. There's there's no way you're not going for it. Uh, whole whole bizarre, it was a bizarre sequence that he even did a fake punt as opposed to just going to going for it, but. I guess that yeah. worked out in retrospect. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a weird game. The Hogs are back, baby. They uh, Their fans are right back where they were whenever the last time they were good was. Who do they get this week coming up? Ooh, I feel like I knew this. Well, now I'm forgetting. Uh, I know some people are – I think State has a bye this week, so I don't know about Arkansas. Let's, let me go over to games here and we'll see. They have a buy as well. It appears. They do. Okay. All right. There you go. And it's and I also mentioned earlier uh, on the show some uncertainty. I, you know, I think that Auburn and Ole Miss are going to play this weekend, but yep. I don't know how far ahead you can really look right now because I think the game after that for Ole Miss is uh, is Vanderbilt, and there's rumors that that game's going to get canceled because Vandy has COVID issues. Um, you know. I just think that this this season may end up falling apart, at least for some. I could see some teams pretty much just packing up shop. I mean, Vanderbilt is that uh, Derek Mason's uh, strategy to get a bunch of camps canceled? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, although, yeah, it's it is funny because I do feel like Vandy is going to beat someone, assuming they keep playing this year. I mean, hell, they almost beat A and M. If you told me Vandy beat Ole Miss or State. That wouldn't be shocking, considering the fact that both teams have uh, have melted down in these winnable games, and Mason has a defense. But if Andrew doesn't even play, then that's not going to happen, and they're not going to win any games, I guess. 
Yep. It's just funny. The whole the whole series, the whole season is just bizarre. It looks like there's only four. Oh no, these maybe are just the top six. Hold on, let me look at the games this week coming up. Obviously, we yeah. There's only there's only four games this weekend, huh? Auburn, Ole Miss, Bama, Tennessee, Kentucky, Missouri, South Carolina, LSU. Honestly, a pretty bad slate. Bama, Tennessee gets the the CBS game just because it's Bama, Tennessee. But I mean, Tennessee just got destroyed by Kentucky this past week. Yeah, it's a pretty easy four team four, four game parlay when we do lines of the week. It's pretty easy. Yeah, we were taking. You think that's easy? All right, we'll get to it. We'll get to it in lines of the week. We'll see about yep. that. Uh, these are these are very not compelling matchups on the surface, but there's some like interest here. Like South Carolina LSU is is interesting in a funky way, right? Like that's almost like you want to see that. Yeah. Um, all right, so back to Arkansas game. Cover the defense playing better, although still I I think I'm more concerned about the back end of the defense. I just don't have a ton of faith in the, the safety play. Obviously, the defensive line is a question mark, but this week the defensive line probably had their best game against the run, and they were missing, like, Tisdale and other people due to COVID, so that was a they weird look, result. They look more assertive in what they were doing. I still think many of the deficiencies are there, but I think the key for this defense, if they're going to play better as opposed to worse this year, is going to be um, – being in the right place it's going to be it's going to be basically being decide being lined up right being decisive in that yeah. alignment as opposed to what's as opposed to being tentative and and that's and a coach, that's coaching right i mean that's that's not talent that's that's coaching right there so it'll be interesting to see cohesion it's a little bit of both yeah i mean i i think you would hope as old miss fan seeing the staff that's assembled with Derek in uh, i really think of Derek in as more the the X's and O's DC and Partridge is more of the recruiter DC. They're both co DCs. Yep. That's kind of my, been my assumption um, with Partridge being the young guy coming out of Michigan and with New Jersey connections and all that. Um, but so you would, you would think with Durkin, who's a very um, renowned defensive coordinator schematically also, um, you know, famously killed someone, but you would think with him, you would hope that the defense would be able to improve throughout the year, things like assignments and, um, you know, you said assertiveness wasn't necessarily coaching, but I think some of that is. I think it's instilling in them that they can focus well, on yeah. the role they're it's, assigned. It's and confidence be, in the scheme, which comes from yeah, coaching. More and play fast. So play more I think the hope for the future, assuming this defensive staff is going gonna, is gonna to be here for multiple years, is that they will look better at least in those areas while still surely getting, you know, beat on pure yeah. talent at times. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't – I really don't know – what to expect uh, in, in this Auburn game. I haven't watched a ton of Auburn this year, but I know you think this is a game that's winnable for, for Ole Miss, right? Bo Nix has not gotten any better since the first game he played. We well, did uh, win that game, right, against Oregon? He did, but it was a, it's it was up and down. There's been no yeah. improvement. It feels like a team that's looking at the say, and this quarterback hasn't gotten any better. We've got um, Chad Morris as a mediocre coach. On the offensive mm-hmm. side, mm-hmm. they lost a lot of talent. Um, we're the same old, same old Jekyll and Hyde. It, it's got the feelings of a team that Auburn potentially could implode. They could get it together and still play, but they don't. They don't trust. They don't. They don't deep down believe in the quarterback, which is where I mean, because you got two teams, Ole Miss and Auburn, coming off 
two messy games. I was going to say, Mac I think if you're Mac Ole Corral, Miss. Matt Corral's played a handful of games. Bo Nix has been a year and a half. He should be – Bo Nix should be better than what he showed against South Carolina. Bo Nix had been played the way that you'd expect somebody that's mm-hmm. played for a year and a half to at least can handle the ball, not turn it over. Auburn beat South Carolina, and that's where that team's sitting here going. Really, we got they're thinking they're thinking liability at quarterback. Ole Miss is thinking this is one game, one coverage. We correct it, we move forward. Yeah, we got we got an offensive guy that knows how to scheme it up. Yeah, we have. I mean, Kiffin in his in his way with quarterbacks, right? You you have to hope that he can focus on what Corral did wrong and help him quickly, kind of put some band aids over that. I mean, number one, I think he, he mentioned two things between staring down the receivers. The other thing he said was no look passing uh, on some of those. It was obviously not a great idea, uh, especially when you have a few picks already in the game. Um, but I think it was just night and day from what I saw out of Corral in the first three games, right? Where I really thought he used his eye as well. It seemed like he was always doing a great job of kind of looking people off and then flipping back to where he was going. So, you know, I, I don't really know how that happens, how you do such a big turnaround, but hopefully you can get back on track after, you know, a yeah. bad week, right? But I was going to say, I think if you're Ole Miss, you make some good points about Auburn coming off that South Carolina loss. Maybe there's a, a crisis of confidence in, in Knicks, and that could play to Ole Miss's favor. But I think if you're Ole Miss, you kind of wish that Auburn was able to get another close win over South Carolina, right, and be a, a very precarious 3-1. and one. It, you know, I think you're just worried, is this going to refocus them somehow as a team? I don't know. I think this is a team looking to fall, looking to splinter as opposed to looking to rally behind the yeah. moment. Which is crazy because they, I mean they they beat Bama last year. They they weren't like you know greatest team in the world, but they were solid, right? I don't know. Yeah. With Malzahn, it's just like such a roller coaster every year, right? Yeah. Painful. Um. Okay. Other games last week. Let's see. We go to week seven here. Bama beats Georgia even after Georgia had an early lead, right? I thought Georgia was gonna was gonna do better in that game. I mean, I don't know about Bama's defense; don't really trust them. But that Bama offense is is really good, right? Yep. They have they have a a legit QB in uh Mac Jones? That's his name, right? And then yep. of course, they always have the backs and the offensive linemen. And in recent years. They've had crazy wide receivers as well. So um, I think some of Kiffin's comments about that were funny that, you know, he wished he had never, he had never helped Saban bring the offense into the 21st century when he has to play against it now, you know, Um, it it is, it is crazy to see, like, if you look back to AJ McCarron days, right. When they're like running the pro style and all of that, if you look at what they're doing now with like spread and air rate concepts and all that, it's just, uh, it was inevitable because Saban wants to win. But it is crazy looking back how far they've come um, when incorporating stuff like that. That Saban used to say was dangerous. Spread and hurry up was dangerous, which is funny. Um, yeah. We mentioned Kentucky 34 over Tennessee 7. I mean, is Pruitt going to get it figured out there? Or is he just the next Tennessee coach to, to go on the trash heap? They are going about to really run into problems because uh, gonna Pruitt's been there three or four years. I think this is three. Yeah, that sounds right. Point is, Garantano's a liability at quarterback at the end of the day. They don't have any way to address it behind them. The but backup guess, came I in for a series through a pick. Garantano was a, a butch guy, right? 
So maybe that's Pruitt's excuse is that he hasn't gotten his quarterback in yet. But you can bring point, in a transfer to put, be behind them. In three years, you would you could get somebody in if you were competent at what you're doing on offense, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. So they and then they turn around and get rewarded after losing to Georgia, a, an awful loss. They haven't lost to Kentucky since the '80s at home. They lose by 27. <laughs> they uh, their reward is. Uh, the Crimson Tide coming into town this weekend. 21-point underdog. Have fun, Tennessee. Yeah, the Bama's going to cover that. Um, all right. Uh, LSU Florida got canceled. Like we talked about last weekend. Vanderbilt Missouri got canceled last week, I should say. Uh, so that just leaves A&M 28 over State 14. Seven of those 14 were a pick six. So I think Mike Leach has scored – Seven offensive points in at least eight quarters now. I'm not sure what quarter they scored against Arkansas, but they didn't score against Kentucky. One touchdown against A&M. Uh, it's getting kind of weird. Um, you know, I think I think everyone thought that Leach was going to take some time to, to get it where he wanted it roster-wise, right? But that LSU yep. win kind of made people think, oh, maybe he can do it right now. I mean, I, I said on that episode after week one – Wow, KJ Costello, the Stanford transfer, has really got them ahead of schedule. Uh, and now you look at it, and again, this is this is, I guess, a scheme thing as well, right? As soon as people started doing this drop eight scheme against them, they've just had crazy problems. Um, I think maybe their biggest problem is that it seems like they're consistently having problems with three down linemen against five offensive linemen, uh, which is rough. And you yeah. know. Lee- going to bring in help for the pass protection right he's got all those guys downfield uh so that's pretty brutal um i don't know if costello is gonna start they're off this week i don't know if he's gonna start whenever they do play again um but he did get benched for a freshman in this a&m game uh and still you know a&m beats florida last week they beat state by 14 but i still feel like we don't really know that much about a&m i don't believe in Kellen Mond like really that significantly right i think he's kind of media everybody's talking about how a&m is fa- going to be favored every game they have left they're going to figure out a way to screw up at least one of them is because i mean do you, do you trust Kellamon to be consistent week after week after week no yeah i think can they can, can they upset people sure but are they good enough to be that consistent no well and also florida to the chagrin of old Miss fans who, you know, after losing week one, mm-hmm. wanted to believe Florida was this great world beater. I mean, Florida is still very up and down and volatile themselves, and their defense is quite bad. Um, Florida offense is good enough to beat anybody. Florida defense is leaky enough to lose to anybody. Man, yep. they, they kind of – I mean, I think if you, flip, if you flip Bama and Florida, there's a chance Ole Miss beats Florida week three with the, the way their offense improved between the Florida game and the Bama yeah, game. I think that's a fair statement. I mean, if they can take Bama to the wire, who has a better offense than Florida and a better defense, then I, I think yeah. – but, you know, it's, it's impossible to say that. The emotional aspect of that Bama game, who knows. Um, but still, uh, yeah, Florida, Florida is suspect, and as a result, I think A&M is still suspect. They've lost to Bama already. I, I think this A&M team probably ends up like 7-3. and three. Um, So, I, I think they're, they're going to find two more losses somewhere on that schedule. Yep. Oh, so, yeah, so interesting year. Lots of um, fun SEC matchups. We don't get that often, but also, as we're seeing now, things are getting kind of sparse. I mean, two games canceled last week, only four games this week. 
Um, so it's going to be a funky year. Like we all kind of knew it was coming in, but still. Um, let's, uh, let's move forward and look at who is playing this week. Um, hell, there's only four SEC games. We might actually have to look at Lions outside the SEC. Um, just to have something to talk about here. Before we do that, just a reminder, sponsored by our friends over at Bet Online. You already heard the spiel earlier in the show, but if you want to take advantage of some great sign-up offers over on Bet Online and support the show, all you got to do, head over to Bet Online, use our promo code Armchair. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And you know, guys, it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. Um, my organic slash uh not at all forced ad read for Manscaped. You know, just because uh okay, sorry, I already messed this up. Here we go. Listen up, fellas, because today we have a let's just cover the key fact here. If you're gonna use Manscaped products and you're on a Zoom call, make damn sure the audio and the video is cut off. Okay. That's that is friendly advice. I would say leave the camera off. But in, if you are feeling, you know, like uh, a little Jeffrey Tubin-esque, I, I don't think it would be a bad idea to head over to Manscaped before your meeting. You know what I'm talking about? So listen up, fellas. We have a new Manscaped product alert today. Manscaped just released the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of your nose and your ears. It's time to keep those ear and nose hairs looking as nice as your clean shaven pubes with the you know the other manscaped products you have um manscaped has forever changed the grooming game with their weed whacker this nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology prevents nicks snags and tugs in those delicate holes the manscaped weed whacker uses a 9000 rpm Motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Well, that's high-tech right there. It's intelligently contoured design. Enhances the trimming experience. It is waterproof. It makes it easy uh, for use anywhere uh, and also easy to clean. It's the only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery. Lasts up to 90 minutes of continuous use. Have you ever pulled your nose hair out with your fingers? That might hurt worse than nicking your balls even. And I can't say that I have, John. I don't, I, I've never really done anything to my nose hair. So maybe I need to head over to Manscaped and, and get a weed whacker. Just nobody's been telling me, I guess. Um, Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to, delivering maximum confidence and providing hygiene. We've got a replaceable blade every three months. 79% uh, of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the weed whacker. Get 20% off. Plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping our pubes trimmed and our hairs and our holes looking nice. That's 20% off free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. All right. Now, as promised, on to the lines of the week. I'm going to try to find games here that are somewhat interesting, even if they're not in the SEC. So far, a lot of meh. One game last week we didn't talk about, John. Uh, Longo at UNC had been having a good year. They're up to number five in the country. Turn around and lose to Mike Norvell. Um, don't really know what to say about that. I guess it was coming at some point. You know, FSU isn't going to stay down forever. And also UNC was probably pretty overrated at number five. But uh, yeah. that, was, that was a notable game last week, I suppose. 
Uh, yeah. this, this week, Florida State's plus six against Louisville. Interesting there to see how they respond to the win. John already mentioned Alabama favored by 19 and a half over Tennessee. Oh, sorry. That's what it opened at. Currently, it looks like it's at 21 and a half. Yeah. Uh, and so, here's, here, here's the can't lose parlay. Well, I was like, can't lose. Okay. Here's parlay I like. Ole Miss, I'm going off ESPN's app to tell me okay. how different this is. Ole Miss plus three. Mm-hmm. Alabama minus 21, 21 and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm showing Kentucky favored five and a half against Missouri. I will lay the Wildcats. And then LSU. Kentucky covers yep. that line against Missouri. LSU minus six at home. Give me South Carolina plus six. Going to Death Valley. I think that is. So, yeah, Carolina, Kentucky, uh, all the road teams and Ole Miss. Hmm. I, mean, I, I, I can even give you South Carolina plus 6.5 over here. Um, you know, I think this is a spot for LSU to get a win. But I didn't watch South Carolina in that Auburn game. Uh, maybe, they're, maybe they're better than I'm thinking. I just Auburn kind of imploded. But, I mean, I think LSU just LSU looks like a dumpster fire. Is Brennan even playing? I assume, but they were off this past week, right? Their game got canceled, so I don't even rumor know is, what's happening. Rumor is Brennan's iffy with some injury. Well, honestly, I don't know if I was an LSU fan, if I'd be really concerned about that. I mean, hell, see what else you got in the locker room, right? Uh, yeah, I know. I totally well, agree. Well, LSU's a well, dumpster fire. you could fire. do that and beat Tennessee, and you have nothing. So, we'll see. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think I think every game here is going to be competitive. At least if you're an Ole Miss fan, you hope so. Because I think Auburn, other obviously than Alabama and Tennessee, I was saying that's a blowout. I think Alabama covers. Um, yeah, I would I would think Alabama would cover up to like even 24. I would be confident in. I I don't think 21 and a half is going to be a problem in that matchup. Um, so, but I think the rest of the games are probably going to be competitive, fairly evenly matched with Auburn. Auburn Ole Miss probably being the one with the widest discrepancy just based on Auburn's recruiting. But mm-hmm. from a coaching standpoint, I, I like Ole Miss's coaching a little bit better than, like you mentioned, Chad Morris, obviously. Yeah. Uh, who is the, uh, the, the Auburn DC now? It's, um, is it Steele? Steele. He's been there for a while. Who yep. was at LSU before? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I, I think that the story of this weekend for sure is this, uh, this 11 a.m. kick for Ole Miss. Basically, does Auburn throw the same thing that Arkansas does schematically? One assumes they will. And how does Corral respond? How does the yep. game script look? Because um, one thing is I, I think Ole Miss in opening drives has been good in these scripted drives where Kiffin and Lebby have you know, their, their eight plays they go into. Um, so I think that's always a, a must watch for a, for Ole Miss game this season. Um, what does that first drive look like? You remember that first Florida drive? They were doing all that crazy stuff with Plumlee on the slot and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's just Ole Miss's offense versus Auburn's defense is going to be interesting. I don't. I, I think probably when Auburn has the ball, they'll probably score a good bit against the defense, but I doubt it'll be like really interesting or decide the game. I would. I wouldn't think. Uh... Looking for any other close lines at all. Yeah. Big Ten is back, and I will say the Michigan Minnesota game has drawn some interest from me on Saturday night. 
I just looked. The high is supposed to be 31 Saturday in Minneapolis. They're going to already be in cold, uh, cold wow. Big Ten weather and jump right into it. Yeah, that's what they, that's what they signed up for, right? That's interesting. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to find that game on here. What's the spread on that game? Uh, was it Michigan minus three? How many are they going to play? Eight games. How many games are they going to play? In the They're big playing game? eight. It is Michigan minus three. Michigan minus three. Yeah, I just found it over yeah. here. Interesting. Ohio State gets Nebraska, um, and they're favored by like twenty six or something. Lay them. Yeah, Ohio State should be should be pretty good in that game. Um, it's it's just so weird, like seeing people talk about fields as a Heisman, like, you know, in the Heisman race and stuff and Ohio state in national championship race when they haven't even played yet, but that's just 2020 for you, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of a, kind of a week, kind of a week slate this week. Um, Weird year, but uh, is the PAC 12 coming back as well? All the the power five are going to end up playing this Uh, year. they're, They're coming back in November. So I thought strange. Strange. Um, oh, Taylor, or sorry, Texas minus eight and a half over Baylor. That's probably a good spot to take Baylor, huh? Yep. Can't Open trust it. Texas for anything. No. How much longer is Herman gonna gonna be in Austin? That's a good question. That is a school that somebody, if they want to make a move, can write a check at any time, even during mm-hmm. the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, for like, for example, I don't think Auburn has the resources to do that if they want to dump Gus after this. Well, year. I think firing Gus and his staff would cost them a lot of money, and then it's like, how do you have the money to hire the new guy? And, and yeah. in COVID, where you know ticket sales, who, who, are, who are they going to go get to? That's the other thing. Q Freeze. Liberty is what yeah. five and zero. I'd love Auburn to hire Hugh Freeze. That would blow up quick. It would be awesome. That's that. That is a great match right there. That fan Hugh base. Freeze Hugh Freeze is going to get a gig somewhere. Yeah, probably not in the SEC. It, it'll probably be like. Um, I, I love the idea of Norvell. Like me Florida too. State, Norvell, be me okay, and then Freeze going to Florida State. I, me too. But Norvell is, has shored things up there. I think he's going to. I mean, he's not black, so he's going to get at least three years, as opposed to uh, Willie, Willie Taggart. Yeah, I mean, I said what I said. Uh, I think the Florida State fans will give them a little more time for whatever That's reason. Probably who knows, true. Who the knows Florida why? Yep. Um, so, I, yeah, if it's not Florida State, I'm trying to think what job might be open for, for Hugh uh, either this year or next year. That'll be our season goal is to figure out where is Freeze going to be coaching in the Power Five. Yeah, if we could call that ahead of time, we need to look like FSU's on the list. Okay, let's think about uh, this. Let's look at. Uh, ACC standings. Who's underperforming with a coach that's been there more than three years? What about uh, NC State? How are they doing this year? I don't know if he'll go to NC State. I don't oh, know if are you State kidding me? He's going anywhere after Liberty. Come on. Any Power 5 oh, yeah, job. I said, I said that wrong. He'll go anywhere he gets an offer. I don't yeah. know if NC State will go to free road. Yeah, but they got the safe guy now. Maybe they want to roll the dice on the next one. Um, okay. Duke is 1-5. I think that's a little too uh, – intellectual for for freeze right i don't think yep. he's going to duke uh is, i didn't know louisville was zero and four is that right yeah they only lost another day by five which is huh that's weird i actually um, thought louisville was gonna be pretty good 
with with Satterfield. I mean, maybe he's freeze coming. to Louisville's possible. Yeah, you know they they're gonna touch that hot eye again after having Petrino and all. I don't know. It's pretty fun. I mean, they've hired Petrino twice. What about Virginia? Is he too religious for Virginia? And they got Bronco Mendenhall there, who's a solid guy. I, yeah, I think that's that true. It's only what his second year, second or third. But Bronco's going to be there a while. They should Syracuse should hire him. Is Dino still the coach at Syracuse? Uh, yes, I believe so. Or I mean, you you could also see Freeze in Tech. They're not going to hire him. You could see Freeze in the Big Twelve, though, couldn't you? Yeah. Freeze at Texas Tech. Freeze at. I was just thinking uh, Texas Tech. Oh, that. Hell, be freeze, freeze at Baylor just because it'd be hilarious and fun. Uh, I don't uh, know. I uh, think Baylor has to go hard on avoiding. Ooh, scandals free, for a while. freeze at Houston. I know it's American conference football, but I could see that. He'd take it. Uh, yeah, Texas Tech would be fun. The the way people in Lubbock love their Texas Tech football. So this is is this year one of Les Miles at Kansas. Year two, I thought. I'm not sure, but you seem they'll hang on to him for a while and just see what happens. But that would be really funny. I don't funny. think they'll go hire he free. That would be really funny. Um, Baylor, will, I think, will be a while because that's a first-year coach, right? Aranda's at Baylor. Uh, hmm. If Minnesota's dumb enough to hire P.J. Fleck, if he for some reason bails, would give me Hugh Freeze to Minnesota's a, a long shot. If now this is this is a long shot, but for some reason I could see this being cute and uh, and working. If TCU got away from Gary Patterson, right, and you have Texas Christian and Hugh Freeze, it's not it, it's kind of a clash, but it, I would like to see it. It would be funny. There's like a one in twenty that would happen, and it would be awesome if it did, but it probably mm-hmm. won't. I mean, Hugh Freeze of Central Michigan being a Chippewa coach kind of has some. Has some flair to yeah. it as well, and yeah, maybe maybe he's not able to go straight from Liberty to the Power Five. Maybe he's maybe gotta, he's got to go do a Mac job. He, yeah. I mean, Freeze may need to go bounce a couple play. You know, I almost wonder if he needs to go to a non group of five, non religious affiliated school to and behave for a couple of years before somebody send him jumps up and so. send him back to Arkansas State, Jonesboro. How about Freeze as the coach of Troy? That would be fun. Trying to fun. upset an SEC team every other week. Oh, man. But yep. I don't know. We talked about this a while ago. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Is, he, oh, we missed it. Hugh Freeze, head coach, UNLV, running Rebels. The other – there you go. That's fun. Uh, but, yep. John, you were asking for major trouble having Hugh Freeze based out of Las Vegas. Come on now. That it's is, legal. That is, yeah, you're right. Bur- that's a good point. It's legal. So, maybe that's the solution, actually. Um, Correct. He's – yeah, I, don't, I don't know. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be tough for these 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 schools that aren't playing at all this year. Um like the the Troys. Maybe Troy is playing, but I you know I don't or know. Or he I could just, go coach Fresno State and just get a take a little commute over to Clark County or whatever county that is in uh, I think it's Clark in uh, Nevada. Yeah. What he should he should have gone to uh to Wazoo to replace Leach. That would be fun. Yeah. I don't know if he phrased go Yes and no. I don't know if it would be. It would make for some fun Pac-12 after Oh, probably, games. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the opportunities are limitless. It's almost like imagining Hugh Freeze at any school is funny. So, just really plug okay, and play. Okay, Hugh Freeze, head coach, Idaho Vandals. That just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> he plays in the uh, the Kibbe Dome, right? That's their, that's their stadium. <laughs> yeah. They go play wise every year. 
I uh, you know, I don't have much respect for Hugh Freeze, but I'm not sure he would take the Idaho job. I don't know. He yeah, seems to have a pretty good be, gig with Jerry Falwell and Co. He should just stay there and do that for a while. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I, yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, it's, it's fun stuff. It was, you know, just the fact that he ever got hired there was funny enough. And, and now that he's having success there, that's also very funny to see. Um, you know, I kind of hope that he's still there whenever Ole Miss is supposed to play Liberty in a couple of years because obviously that would be a fun matchup. We better play that game and Freeze better come to Oxford. That's all I guess. So. Yeah, exactly. I'd love to see Kiffin beat that ass. Uh, and if Freeze got the upset, it would be even more ridiculous. But we shall see. Uh, who knows what the future holds? Who knows if we're going to ever play another football game again, honestly. I guess we, we just got to wait and see. We're in, we're in day-by-day mode these days. Yep. <sighs> well, all right, John. Uh, that's the show for this week. I feel like we touched on everything of, of import here. So um, I took Ole Miss the win. What do you think happens against hmm. Auburn? Win on that. I don't, I don't know if Ole Miss is going to win. And I do think this is, it's, it would be debilitating. It would be kind of crushing to go one and four with the way this year has gone so far, you know, being in games against Alabama, having a chance to beat Arkansas. They lose this game. That's going to be tough for momentum. You're probably looking at, you know, three win ceiling, um, four maybe if you're lucky. But uh, I would say Ole Miss to cover is a pretty good bet. Um, I would have liked it more when it opened at plus 3.5. It's only plus three now. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to watch that Arkansas game and turn around and pick them to beat Auburn, but uh, I, I see where you're coming from. I get it's the a weird process. deal. It's a weird deal. It's a weird we'll deal. See. It's a weird season. Yeah, I mean, I, give, me, give me the rebound game for Lane and Corral, I guess, and, and they come out and play really well at home like they did against Florida and Bama and maybe – Maybe that's – I mean, that would be the difference. If they can put the offensive effort they put out at playing Bama, obviously, I don't think Auburn can necessarily keep up with that. So, it's going to be a – could be a good game. could be a fun one. 11 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, lock of the week-wise, I think our locks of the week last week might have gotten cut off, and I don't remember what we picked. But uh, I will – beat you to it and take South Carolina plus 6.5. I don't know about winning, but plus 6.5 is just too many points. I was going to have fun with that. I will take, if you're going to take South Carolina. You can take Bama. That's still a pretty safe one. Yeah, I'm going to lay Alabama. Yeah, that's probably even safer than mine, honestly. that's To me, that's a no-brainer. Um, yeah, interested to see what happens with, uh, with Pruitt. Yep. All right. Uh, well, that's the show. Everybody, thank you for listening. John, thank you for your time. Any uh, any parting words? Oh, good to go. N- another interesting week. Yeah, it's about to be a, some really interesting weeks here. I'm about to be a, a couple weeks from now. Be interesting to see what we're talking about and what the Real quick, is. we forgot to mention uh, Dan Mullen got COVID. It's kind of funny, depending on it was. the context of the whole situation. It was funny that Dan Mullen turned around and said that Florida should open their stadium and then got COVID immediately. And then, of course, the other angle of this, which is Megan Mullen is famous for kissing all the players on the lips before a game. He's a spreader. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a super spreader event. Um, yeah, it's, it's a weird deal, man, because... It's not just testing positive. They're also there's a lot of rules in place about people that come in close contact and 14 day isolation regardless of tests, etc. And so you can see how that would really shut down a team quick. 
Uh, and something else we didn't mention that I I find interesting this week. And did you see that uh, Ole Miss was fined a hundred thousand dollars for Lane Kiffin's mask usage in the Alabama game? I have no. I, I don't even want to comment on that. It's a little. It's a little out there. Um, I think that's just a sign of how weird this year is. That stuff like that is just happening. And Kiffin saying, "Well, I guess I've got to be better about it. I don't want to lose two hundred grand." It's just like the sign of the times, right? It's weird, yeah. weird year. Weird stuff. Um, all right. Well, that'll do it. Uh, I guess my party message would be um, go vote if you want to. But, uh, you know, either way, it's up to you. That's democracy for you. But anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, for John, I'm Justin. We will talk to you again next week. just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.